Hey there, welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Nari. So I've been making this podcast series for about three months already. Can you believe it? Yes. Uh, We are already on episode number 17. The idea for this series came to me during the recent lockdown. With a background in biochemistry and training and psychotherapy, I thought I would marry my interest in both fields with my love of broadcasting, which is what I do day to day. Ultimately, the purpose behind the Happy Habit podcast is self-improvement through discovery. And I apply this to myself as much as you, the listener, because I am always learning. Happy habits can and will mean different things to different people. But if at the very least these podcasts get you thinking about your relationship with yourself and the world around you, then I would consider that a very good outcome and a worthwhile investment of your valuable time, which incidentally I greatly appreciate. Well, since last we spoke amazingly, We now have listeners in 14 countries, including Australia, Israel and the Dominican Republic. And so I'm delighted to welcome those listeners and congratulations for joining me on this Happy Habit podcast journey. Today we are talking about smartphones and why you might benefit from putting them down a little more often. Now, at the outset, I do realise there is a degree of irony about me expounding the benefits of detaching yourself from your smartphone when you are quite possibly listening to this very podcast on your smartphone right now. But please bear with me. This is a subject that has been at the forefront of my own mind over the last couple of years when I found myself every so often becoming mentally fatigued with the frequency of my own smartphone use. Let's be honest, smartphones have had an enormous effect on literally every aspect of our lives. The proliferation of smartphones has gone hand in hand with the growth of the internet. I think I probably got my first smartphone about 10 years ago and from that moment and from that moment it was love at first sight. There is literally nothing you cannot do on your smartphone today from sending a tweet to using it to find the nearest ATM to booking a hotel to transferring money between bank accounts to online dating. Oh, and you can also make calls and send texts too. How could I possibly forget? But there are times when this marriage between myself and my phone has been an unhealthy relationship. So let us look at some of the obvious downsides to our constant connectedness to our smartphones and then some solutions that might help us enjoy a more healthy relationship with the technology in our pocket. Number one, first and foremost, smartphones are an easily accessible distraction. We are checking our smartphones every 12 minutes on average and often even more than that. All you need to do is simply watch people on public transport and count how many of them have their eyes glued to their smartphones. Walking down the street, you will see numerous people again with their heads buried in their phones, 
Some will be so engrossed that they will on occasion even walk into you and then apologise profusely. But the pattern of behaviour is there for all to see. We are all so busy swiping and scrolling that we are completely distracted from what is going on around us in the real world. We have become zombies, slaves to our phones. Or from a physiological standpoint, we have become slaves to dopamine. Now, you've probably heard of dopamine. It's the chemical in the brain that reinforces compulsive behaviour by rewarding us. For many people, social interaction stimulates the release of dopamine. Because we use our phones for social interaction, constantly checking them becomes normalised and we become addicted to that hit of dopamine that gets released when we connect with others on social media or some other app. And here is the thing. Programmers behind apps like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and Pinterest, to name but a few, are relying on this dopamine reward path to get us to stay on our smartphones using their app for longer and longer periods of time. The second downside to smartphones is your workday never seems to end. Gone are the traditional hours of 9 to 5. Because we have access to emails and other messaging services, we are always available whether we want to be to our bosses or not. How many of us have received work-related communications late at night or even at the weekend? A friend of mine mentioned recently that he was going out to dinner at 7 o'clock in the evening after having had a long day in work and was still answering work-related emails en route to his dinner appointment. This wouldn't be the case if we didn't have smartphones and the technology they bring. So we are seeing the blurring of the lines between our work life and our social lives facilitated by smartphones. Number three, smartphone use affects our sleep. This is broadly accepted as a phenomenon at this stage. Although there is conflicting evidence as to whether the blue light emitted by our smartphone screens is strong enough to sufficiently disrupt our sleep patterns, there is definitely validity in calls to limit our usage at night time. The simple act of engaging with your smartphone stimulates the brain, which is the opposite of what is required if you are trying to wind down for the night. Phone usage literally keeps your brain switched on and robs you of the mental downtime which you might have used to process the events of that day. The result being, when you retire for the night, you are wired. The fourth effect of smartphone usage is one for parents. The journal Development Science published a paper in 2017 reporting that parents using smartphone devices frequently resulted in their children being less resilient and more prone to distress. Young children are very acutely attuned to their parents' attention, which they depend on for their social and emotional development. If that is lacking because the parent is distracted by their smartphone, this can lead to emotional outbursts from the child and to resentment. Using a smartphone when with a child is a form of psychological withdrawal. The advice when in the company of a child is to use devices very sparingly. 
The article suggests a 90% reduction in smartphone use when in the company of your children. The fifth effect of smartphone usage is our self-worth is connected to our phones. This is especially the case when it comes to social media. If we don't get a a certain number of likes or retweets, this can affect our self-esteem and our ego. Then there is the desire to compete with others, as we compare ourselves to them and their latest achievement on Instagram. Throw in the phenomenon of the fear of missing out when you witness other people at a a concert or a festival you would like to have had attended yourself, and you can see how smartphones contribute to our anxiety levels too, and in some cases can even lead to depression. At number six, it's accepted fact that smartphones are making people more stupid. We are simply using our brains less and less, and we rely on our phones more and more. In the past, we might have done calculations in our head. Now we use the calculator on our phones. Our concentration levels have waned as we seek that quick dopamine hit that we get from browsing YouTube, rather than putting the phone down and going for a walk or reading a book. Researchers from the University of Texas at Austin conducted a study with 548 participants, split into three groups. All were asked to complete computerised tests. The first group was asked to leave their belongings outside the testing room. The second group left most of their belongings outside the room, but were asked to bring their smartphones in and place them face down on their desks. The third group brought all of their belongings into the room and were told to keep their phones wherever they naturally would. Most either kept their phones in their pockets or in their bags. Once the tests were complete, participants were asked if they believed their phones impacted their performance. The majority, 80%, said they did not think their phones impacted them at all. However, the results showed something different. Participants who left their phones outside the room drastically outperformed those with their phones on their desks and slightly outperformed those who had their phones in their pockets or bags. The results suggest that the mere presence of one's smartphone may reduce available cognitive capacity and impair cognitive function even when consumers are successful at remaining focused on the task at hand. It's a scary revelation, I know. So let's look at some things we can do to counteract the negative effects of smartphone use. Let's start by using apps. Yes, I said apps. Apps that actually monitor your smartphone use. There are lots of free ones available, and they will literally count how many times you open the screen on your phone. They will tell you how long you've been on WhatsApp and they will tell you how many times you've gone into Facebook on a particular day. You can even set limits which will enable you to curtail your usage of various offending apps and, by extension, your screen time. As I mentioned, the subject of blue light being emitted from smartphones and whether the blue light frequency was enough to alter sleep patterns is still open for debate, but there is no harm in dimming the brightness of your screen, especially in the evening. 
This can be done by adjusting the phone zone settings, or again, an app can help that will allow you to adjust the frequency of the light being emitted by the screen. In addition to this, when going to bed, either leave the phone in a different room or deactivate your data so you cannot receive any notifications until the following morning. Drawing on the research from the University of Texas, ideally leave the phone in a completely different room. When in a social setting, refrain from putting your phone on the table. Simply leave it in your bag or your pocket. This will reduce the potential for any mindless scrolling. Another recommendation is to delete problematic apps from your phone entirely. I used to be on Twitter a lot, but I found myself suffering from information overload, so I simply deleted the app from my phone. Now I only tweet intermittently. In addition, I have deleted my Facebook and Instagram accounts completely, because I found they offered me nothing personally and were just an empty distraction and a waste of time. Well, hopefully you found these suggestions helpful. If, like me, you have, at times, found yourself almost surgically attached to your smartphone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. (music) 